Hi everybody, Gabe here. So, when we recorded this, we had no idea that we would be dropping this on Halloween, but we thought you guys are pretty great, so we would give it to you a day early. So, just wanted to make a clear announcement. Have a great Halloween, if you are listening to this on Halloween. Uh, The Punisher, he's got a skull, so that's like... That's horror-themed enough, right? I know, I wish it was like Blade or Man-Thing or something something cooler that I could pass off as horror, but we'll deal with this. Anyway, hopefully you enjoy this episode. We had a lot of fun making it, like every episode, except maybe the Hulk episode. That one was a bit of a headache. Anyway, have a wonderful and very safe Halloween. But if you're listening to this in the future, we put this one out a day early, so don't don't make a whole fuss about it, about how now it's this doesn't really matter and this is a pointless warning I'm giving. Uh, check your candy. That's the rules. Alright, we will see you next Friday. Spooky 9 to 5. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I am your host, Gabe Thomas. With me as always is your co-host, Francisco Collett. And there's like a fucking family poker game or something going on outside it's gonna right be now. A, it's gonna be possibly a nightmare this episode. It, it might very well be, and that uh, if that gets too bad, we'll we'll put a stop to it, but hopefully it's uh, hopefully that won't be too much of a problem. Anyway, today we are talking about 2004's The Punisher. Thomas Jane Punisher. We've already talked about a Punisher movie before, the Dolph Lundgren one from 1989. Very different, these two, I think. Just just in little ways. Yeah, you know? just a little bit. Just a bit. What do you think of this film? I think it's pretty good. I think it's really good. I had a really I, great time with I, it. I looked up what the review of it, like the reviews of it. Uh, 23%. On Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Yep, yep. That's not a very trustworthy source, but like... No, I it's, mean... It's a, it's decent enough, I guess. I think it's... I, I really like it a lot. And yeah, it, this definitely isn't a 23%. No, I think it's really good. I don't know if I like it more than the Dolph Lundgren one. Whoa. I think I do. I like it way more. I think this is one of the best things we've watched. Not as good as X-Men or Spider-Man, but I think it's pretty good. And I just remembered that I've actually done an analytical review on this movie before. Have you really? I have. Okay, so a little flashback for you guys. In like the... In very early middle school, I had a blog where I reviewed movies, and I just remembered that I reviewed this movie. We and, all have our middle school mistakes. And so, <laughs> and so I'm going to find that review, and I'm going to read it, because I bet it's awful. You thought the movie was garbage. I thought it was great. I thought it was great then. I think it's great now. I thought I probably liked it more then. Here it is. So this was published October 16th, 2015. Oh, so that's... God. That well over like, four years ago. Here's here's what it says. Basically, it starts and it's just like, directed by this guy, has Thomas Jane, John Travolta. It is about ex-FBI agent Frank Castle trying to kill Howard Saint and his men after they murder his entire family. This movie is one of the most underrated movies I've ever seen. People don't seem to really like this movie, and I don't understand why. It is a fantastic film with the best version of The Punisher. It has a great score, a high level of brutality. It is very comic accurate, and is just all around awesome. Now, this is a Marvel film, and Marvel is usually known for making fairly lighthearted superhero movies. This is not a lighthearted superhero superhero movie. This movie has blood, gore, stabbing, shootings, child death, domestic abuse, alcoholism, swearing, nudity, prostitution, heroin, etc. This is a pre-Deadpool world, I think. <laughs> I don't even really consider this a 
a superhero movie, even though it is based on a Marvel comic book. The film is very dark and very brutal, but what did you expect? The guy's name is The Punisher. Everyone in this movie is an amazing actor. Well, except for Rebecca Romaine. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Put the boot in right there. There are some scenes in this movie that are hard to watch. I mean, straight out realistic graphic violence. As bad as it is, I still love that shit. <laughs> I was really cool, guys. I don't know if you knew that about me. I was really cool. Another great thing is that the cinematography is beautiful. There are amazing... Oh, my God. There are amazing, which is misspelt, establishing shots, spelt with an A, not an E. Come on, Gabe. There are amazing establishing shots, as well as other shots. This film is beautiful and very well made. That about captures the entire film. Here it is. You should watch the movie. Don't even listen to IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes. They are wrong. (laughs) They are wrong. This is my favorite revenge film of all time if Die Hard 3 doesn't count. One of its only flaws is that it occasionally suffers from a lazy script. In the end, if you're looking for an amazingly underrated, brutal, beautifully filmed shot, this might be whatever. So I recommend from a 11-year-old me. (laughs) Oh, man, that's that's fun. And your opinion has not changed at all. (sighs) I I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll we'll talk about it, I guess. So this was released April 16th of 2004 with a tiny budget of $33 million, box office of 54 so just barely made that back. Directed by Jonathan Henslight, who, the most interesting thing about him, I think, he, he did a movie, he directed a movie called Welcome to the Jungle, and then he wrote a movie, he wrote the Jumanji sequel, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> he was also a writer on the original Jumanji, I think. He was a writer on Die Hard 3, which I guess when I was 11 was my sec- was my favorite <laughs> revenge film of all time. Has that changed? The riddle begins as I was going to St. Ives. I met a man with seven wives. The guy and his wives aren't going anywhere. What are they doing? Sitting in the fucking road, waiting on the moon. How the hell should I know? Who's going to St. Ives then? The guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I don't think I'd seen as much stuff then, obviously. I still liked I Heard 3 quite a bit, but I don't think I would call it my favorite revenge film. It's barely a revenge movie at all. Remember when we kept talking about movies back in the TV movie days, and they, like, a bunch of people all worked on one project, and it was a very specific project, and that was the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Well, this guy also wrote some episodes oh of that show. God. We're never going to escape that show. That's fucking crazy. So this was written by him, and it was written by Michael France. Michael France, uh, he wrote Goldeneye, the James Bond movie, Hulk, this, and then Fantastic Four, which we'll talk about in a few movies from now. That's a couple misses. <laughs> it's, a couple, it's a couple misses, yeah. You know. <laughs> Plot. Frank Castle. For some reason, he's an FBI agent in Tampa, Florida. Yeah, that was a weird decision. He's a, yeah, he's, not in New York, Tampa, well, Florida. He's blonde, and he's a family man, and he's Spanish, I guess, because his name is Francis Castle. His whole family lives in Puerto Rico. So Even though they got, like, the whitest-looking guy possible. Yeah, well, Roy Scheider from Jaws. Brody from <laughs> Jaws is his dad. His whole family gets wiped out, and I like in this movie that it's not just, like, his wife and kid. His whole family- It's, like, his entire family- it's a and, fa- and his wife's entire family. It's I a think? family reunion, exactly. It's the two families, and they're like, when you put two families together, you get, you get little Jimmy Castle or whatever his name is running around, and all of them get brutally murdered, and that's kind of badass. Yeah. In the first couple minutes of this movie, a ten-year-old boy got gets run over by a car. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> yes, he does, and I love it. I reveled in that shit. Uh, don't know what that says about me. Says you're a terrible person. Yeah, I guess so. If you know anything about the Punisher, family gets wiped out, and he swears a one-man war on crime, in particular on 
John Travolta, Howard Saint, and John Travolta, Pulp Fiction is my favorite movie of all time. I quite enjoy Grease. Everything else is questionable in his career. <laughs> Dogs did prove to be more cooperative than the man animals. For some reason, they weren't as useful when it came to manual labor. He's fine in this. He serves his purpose. I expected it to be terrible. I know I've been saying it for the past yeah. couple episodes that I didn't want to watch this movie <laughs> just because of John Travolta. Then I watched it. He's not bad. He's not bad. He's not bad. He's totally serviceable. Thomas Jane, this whole movie's kind of really on him as the Punisher. And I think he's great. Best I think Punisher. he's Punisher. Yeah, absolutely. And I like John Bernenthal Punisher. I think he looks weird. I think he has bad hair and looks too small. And I don't like the costume. But he's. A little bit. Otherwise, he's fine. I like Ray Stevenson in Punisher Warzone. And then there's Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> he's. <laughs> He's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, you I can listen like, to our episode. I feel like he ha- he has the look down, but not. Yeah, I he, he doesn't seem like the Punisher. I just feel like he looks like him, but just without the skull, and that kind of ruins it. Oh, Dolph Lundgren, you mean? Yeah. Okay. I mean yeah. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about Thomas Jane. I was like, no. no he's got like Dolph Lundgren. Down. He looked like the Punisher, but didn't really. But he didn't have the outfit. He, he didn't, didn't have the skull. He didn't seem like the Punisher. Well, his accent was kind of weird. Maybe I think a lot of like the. Because he does have the war on crime, and he does do a lot of brutal, creative murders, which is replicated in this a lot. And So I think that character is fine. It's just, like, appearance-wise, everything about that's kind of weird. This has both of those down, which I think is really good. I think I do think, I do agree with my 11-year-old self. I do think this is quite an underrated film. I think people don't give it enough credit. I don't really yeah, I, know why. Yeah, this definitely isn't a bad movie. No, like, not at, all. at all. I really enjoyed revisiting it. I had a great time watching this again. I thought it was really fun. My favorite aspect of this whole film, actually, is probably I love, because I feel like most movies wouldn't do this. This is kind of like just an extra layer that Frank Castle uses because he's a really smart guy. The whole plan to not only just oh kill Howard Saint and all of his men, but turn everyone who's closest against him, or turn him against everyone exactly. that's close to him. <laughs> so basically, his best friend and his wife. He uses a lot of like espionage shit to turn them. Like he has these detailed plans, and eventually he makes him kill those characters. And it's really great. Like, it's just so... It's just such a fucking good, like, Frank Castle thing. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill everybody you know. But also, I'm gonna gonna fucking... I'm gonna make you kill people (laughs) who aren't doing the things that they're actually doing. Like, he keeps... And it's, like, reoccurring throughout the film. Like, so basically, Howard Saint's best friend, he has, like, a secret gay relationship. I guess it's not that secret, because Howard Saint's wife knows about it. Because when he confronts her, she's like, oh, no, he's gay. We're not sleeping together. But he also convinces his wife that he's very protective of that he's sleeping or she's sleeping with his best friend and so he uses various degrees of blackmail to make it look like they're at the same hotel when she's actually at the movies and he's probably just at home or what or no he is going to the hotel and he's using parking tickets and putting them on her car and he has a fire hydrant in a bag so he can save a parking space yeah. like it's <laughs> It's so good, and I, I think all of that shit deeply awesome. Like just in a really, I don't know. It's a really I, good. I, I kind of like that. If you're not paying attention to like what he's doing, then you have no clue what's going on. Yeah, so like you kind of gotta pay attention. Yeah, to that. you have to pay attention, Which is, and is then good. it makes like it makes a lot of sense. 
Also, that's kind of replicated in in just a small way, just that, like, kind of brutal creativity of Frank Castle in that torture scene, which is really good, because, which is, that might be weird to say. Not the, the piercings one, the that was just brutal. Thing. That's so funny. <laughs> so basically, he's got this guy strung up, this guy who works with Howard Saint, and he goes on this whole speech, like, he's got this blowtorch, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna, you're not even gonna feel it, because it severs all the nerve endings, and all you'll feel is cold, and you'll smell burning meat or whatever. And so what he does <laughs> is he takes out, like, a popsicle, and he doesn't let the guy see what he's doing. And he has, like, a piece of meat on a platter, and he's using the blowtorch that he showed the guy to cook the meat. And then he puts the popsicle he on the guy. He's poking him with a fucking popsicle in the back. And it wor- it's, like, <laughs> so effective to that guy because he thinks he's being burned with the blowtorch, and he just can't tell because he smells the meat and whatever. And it's so good. Like, it's just <laughs> such a great... It's so violent and so... I just love the creativity of Frank Castle in this movie. I think that's some of the best shit. Like, he fucking turns... So, usually in the comics, Punisher will have this thing, and he works with this guy named Micro, and he's kind of just, like, his weapons dealer guy. But they have the battle van, which is this fucking just decked-out van. And this, he doesn't have that. He does in Warzone. And he has, he has Micro, he who's has played, by, he's played by Newman from Seinfeld and, and Punisher <laughs> Warzone, which is... That's a thing. Uh... Yeah, and this, he just basically has a fucking Batmobile almost, but, like, a really practical one where it's got... I mean, he's got, like, metal shutters on it, it's bulletproof, and it's it's so good. It makes for a really awesome <laughs> oh, action sequence. That car just reminded me of the scene with the... <laughs> the knife that she's yeah that well that's that's what i'm saying he has that he has like gadgets because he has a fucking oh what would you call it just like a switchblade i guess almost kind of thing yeah but then he can shoot the knife out of it and it just <laughs> it just goes into a guy's <laughs> neck and he bleeds so much the characterization of punisher is really good but the first like 20 minutes with him before are kind of weird because he's blonde and it's re- oh, it's yeah. really cliche like oh he's just playing catch with his son and and he's with his wife but also i do feel for him and i do feel that connection with his family i, f- yeah, I feel like it's weird but it's a good way to like like it's very it's a good setup it's very cliche it's like the most blatant he's a family man but you know he's also in a weird field because he's an fbi agent for some reason and i think he was gonna be a like he was gonna be a veteran because usually he's a vietnam vet he was gonna be like in the gulf war or whatever originally they had a much bigger budget and that got cut down so they had to change a bunch of things and they couldn't really afford those huge like war action sequences so they're like let's make him an fbi agent that's easy you just show him busting a drug dealer or weapons dealer or whatever at the start of the movie and so they just do that instead i'm glad that they made a weird change instead of just really poorly doing the war thing but i think it's a different skill set for him to be, like, this really gruff guy in a war versus just being an FBI agent. Like, I know FBI agents see a lot of weird shit, but it's just... I don't, I don't think that's as intense, obviously. It's not as intense, but I still feel like it works enough. Yeah. Like, it's not as, like, intense as being, like, a soldier, but... It's almost up there. No, it's still... It's, it's like still the, seeing people It's like get the sh- rank below. You're still seeing people get shot, and clearly he has enough tactics from that that he's able to make all those gadgets and stuff. Because he really is just like a one-man army, which I honestly... I much prefer the Punisher when he's on his own than when he's got sidekicks and, and stuff. Like, Micro's fine, but the director of this movie, Micro's gonna be in it, and he's like, no, I don't like that character. Yeah, I feel like it makes more sense for him to be alone instead yeah. of, like having sidekicks 
Uh huh. And I guess the closest he comes to having sidekicks neighbors. <laughs> is his neighbors. And now we're going to talk about this comic I have over here. <laughs> this is the Punisher Max run is very heavily inspired from this movie, but was was written right before that is in 2000, there's a graphic novel published, or it was 12 issues, I think, that just came out, and then they were collected in the graphic novel. But it's the storyline, Welcome Back, Frank, written by Garth Ennis, uh, illustrated by Steve Dillon, covers by Tim Bradstreet, and actually, I think the reason Tom Jane did this movie was because he saw, like, I think he turned it down a few times, and then he saw those covers that Bradstreet did, and was like, you know, it was pretty fucking awesome, I'll do it. <laughs> because I think best comic runs for me, it's like, Garth Ennis Punisher is up there, Frank Miller Daredevil, which we've talked about, J. Michael Straczynski, Spider-Man. I put probably Joss Whedon X-Men and uh, Scott Snyder Batman up up there. Before The Punisher Max, which actually I think was 2004, I think that started coming out around this time as the movie, right before then, there's Welcome Back Frank, which is just like, it's it's one of the best things ever <laughs> like to read. <laughs> and there's a moment, there's just an issue in there that... There's a whole episode of season two of Daredevil that is just an issue in Welcome Back, Frank, which is Punisher. He's got Daredevil chained to a chimney on a roof, and it's just the two of them talking. He's put a gun in Daredevil's hand. Punisher's going to fucking sniper this criminal, and Daredevil can either stop him from shooting that criminal, but he has to shoot him in the head if he's going to do that. So he has to either kill the Punisher or let the Punisher kill this criminal. So either way, somebody's going to get fucking shot. That's that's a great read. I think that's issue three of that. But just track down that whole book, because it's so good. But anyway, the neighbors, they're from that. The Russians from that. So much of this movie is, like, verbatim what's in this comic. And I think that makes this movie really great to be an adaptation of such a fucking good comic. There's stuff in this comic that isn't in the movie. There's, like, this mob boss lady who <laughs> doesn't have any limbs. She's just, like, an old woman that's in a chair. Weird. Oh, it's so weird. It gets cartoony, but... It's, there's like a fight in a zoo where he's just feeding criminals to lions and what shit. It's it's really great. That wouldn't have fit. No, no, no. I'm so glad they cut that stuff out. I I like imagine having Daredevil in this movie. Like what? The f- but a lot of it is inspired by that. The Punisher's character is just what Garth Ennis writes the Punisher as, which is the best the Punisher's ever been written. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, the Punisher's originally, like, a Spider-Man villain, <laughs> or Spider-Man. Yeah, he was originally in Spider-Man. Thing. Yeah, that's just such a good run. But those neighbors, Dave, Mr. Bumpo, and Joan, they're all from this, and they're all very, obviously, very clear, like, stereotypical. Which, of course, the fat character's name is fucking Bumpo. Bumpo, <laughs> he just eats and cooks and sings opera. Dave in this is, I don't, not in the comics, but he just has a lot of piercings. The piercings translate, but he's like a gamer in this for some reason. Yeah. Just playing fucking... Whatever. I, I couldn't I, even I tell, couldn't what, tell it what it was. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you would know. No. Oh, no, no clue. Fucking time splitters or something. <laughs> I, yeah, and then Joan, who in this is Rebecca Romaine, who we just saw in all the X-Men movies. So Joan is basically, she's this really shy... I don't know if you remember Ursula from Spider-Man 2 and 3, who's like the landlord's daughter who lives I, across the hall and brings peter parker cookies and stuff I think, I think i remember like vaguely she's very yeah so it's kind of like that it's just a really timid character and she actually does bring frank castle cookies in that comic i think they stole that for that movie <laughs> her character in this is a little more important but i like how all of it ends in this movie because it's like she doesn't get together with the punisher the Punisher, she tries to, and he's like, nah. <laughs> don't want this. I am a very violent, damaged man. 
you know, he should have had damage tattoo on his forehead. Just let no. everybody know. <laughs> no, okay. There's no romance there. There's like a hint of one, and he's like, no, we're, this isn't me, and this isn't going to be you. Because she talks about, oh, all the boyfriends I've had, they've been real dicks. So and is he a little bit. I think she's a lot more, yeah, yeah, but, you know, in different ways. In this, she's a lot more more cookie cutter. Like, she literally is working nine to five. Working nine to five. In a diner. It's literally that. She's a waitress. Yeah, like, this time it's not even, like, a joke of, like, a woman working She actually is. is that, and that's kind of... I mean, she does live in a shitty apartment across (laughs) across the hall from the Punisher, so... That diner scene is weird to me. Not just even because fucking Harry Heck shows up with a guitar. (laughs) And then leaves. And then he's an assassin. That's not even the weird thing to me, and we'll talk about that scene, because that's interesting. But I, I wrote that song for you. <laughs> I'm going to play it at your funeral. And then he I, I like that song, kind of. I wish that. I want to make an edit to that song. It's weird to me, because they're not friends yet, but the only four people in that diner are the four residents of that apartment. Like, it's so weird. It's like they couldn't hire any extras for this movie. <laughs> yeah, but why would all four of them be in there? It's... Doesn't make any sense. Don't like that. That's a weird choice. I mean, same thing with, like, with all the shit that happens in that apartment, how have the, like, police never been called there? Like, there's been, like, three murders in there. Well, probably (laughs) because there's, probably because there's four people living in that apartment. Nobody knows who they are. Is it, like, an abandoned apartment? Do they not pay rent? But also, it's a fucking huge apartment that she has. (laughs) Like, it is... Like, there's rooms upon yeah, rooms. There's a, it's, like, a good apartment. None of those people... Hollywood does not understand what houses normal people have. Yeah. Like, <laughs> any horror movie, like, Paranormal Activity, Micah and Katie, like, they're so well set up, but they're just, like, 20 years old, living in this yeah, house. I, I like, feel like it's... every Paranormal Activity movie is, like... 20 year olds living in mansions and it's not even just that it's also like insidious in the conjuring like but a lot of the time like in the conjuring movies it's the most haunted fucking house and like why would you move in there that's a podcast for another day the story is don't be rich or you're gonna be in a horror movie (laughs) we should have a yeah inexplicably rich yeah just rich for no reason but we should have a podcast where we just judge haunted housing decisions in movies where we're like, why <laughs> would you move in here? And then just rate it room by room. <laughs> how haunted out of five? How many, how many spooks out of five? Yeah, we do every horror movie ever. How many spooks? <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is going to go out the day after Halloween. So happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Oh shit, yeah, it is. Send us pictures of your costumes. I like seeing what people are, are being for. Where are you being for Halloween? I My entire family are being demons and devils. There you so, go. There yeah. you go. I think everybody. I'm being Stu from Scream. (laughs) So I've. Why? This is another year where I've chosen a very specific reference that I'll have to explain constantly, because I can just wear cargo pants and a beige sweater and like wave a gun around (laughs) on Halloween, and that's fine with me. And I can just yell like "Surprise, Sydney!" and I'm totally (laughs) down with that. So that's why. What do you think of the action sequences in this film? I think they are pretty good. I especially think the the very last one. Yeah. He's like setting up the traps and every like on the doors <laughs> and like Let's let's all right, let's go through them in order. So first action sequence is the the family reunion. Mm-hmm. I think I read that everyone in that fa- or almost everyone other than like, you know, Thomas Jane, his dad and everybody like they're all stunt 
people because it's like we're they're just gonna die so why not i mean one guy's on a sailboat and he gets yep, shot yeah <laughs> which i mean how do you expect to get away standing up on a sailboat with Don't no know. other boats bad idea area? bad idea i do like that edit because it looks like he's gonna shoot his family under the dock it's family and then that guy and you think that he's found them but no he just shot that guy in a sailboat yeah. who that's a weird yeah that is a weird getaway you're right go under the water if anything that car chase that like frank castle's wife's kind of badass like she's because she's just you know she's like there's a boat on the back of the car and she's using that and there's a lot of everything in this movie's practical pretty much just because the budget like there wasn't enough money to go cg which is i think a blessing in disguise honestly oh, yeah, definitely is. really great because this movie is quite visceral i think like there's that moment later when frank castle just fucking takes a blade off a paper cutter and oh yeah right into the that's fucking... so violent and <laughs> but it's so, so good <laughs> it's so just like because it's so blunt it's like this is what this is yeah like just brutal murder they don't, they don't even like try to like censor it in any way no, like they don't like cut away or anything they stay on it for like a couple you see seconds the blood just, like, just with the blade just sc- in his head squirting out of that guy's head yeah my god <laughs> before we get into the rest of the action sequences i just remembered some stuff actually about frank castle's origin in this that i don't like this movie as it was starting i was kind of worried that it wouldn't be as good as i remembered it being but then it got really great i think and it became (laughs) something i really quite loved actually when it started i was like okay fbi agent in tampa florida for some reason that's weird but whatever i can get over that what i hate and i still hate this i hate that the shirt is something that his son got for him they're like it was some voodoo man and he said it wards off ghosts or something dumb i don't know but it's literally just a t-shirt with a skull on it (laughs) i guess that's supposed to be like the ghosts of his past because there's a lot of talk between him and rebecca romaine's character about oh you gotta try to or don't try to forget your past because it doesn't work but i mean i feel like it's kind of just whatever he still looks cool in the show oh no i think the (laughs) outfit in this is my favorite punisher outfit i think i like the one in the end a little better with the bulletproof vest that just has the skull like that's cool spray painted on it yeah and it's like the the teeth of the skull are like cartridges or because that's how it is in the comics usually i think i prefer just the t-shirt and i like when he wears like a duster leather jacket with it. i think that's just a really fucking because it's really simple what's really cool like i prefer that to just like super armored punisher yeah because i feel like most of the time it makes more sense that like he's just like he's wearing pretty casual clothes like he yeah. literally just wears a black skull t-shirt and like jeans with a duster exactly like... i think that's really cool and maybe it doesn't make the most sense because he probably should have some bulletproof stuff there he probably wears he usually under, has like... <laughs> yeah yeah exactly he's not just going out in a t-shirt oh also i just want to want to say tom jane man i really like him in this also just as far as like being dedicated to this role he did seven months of training with navy seals really to get in gained like 20 pounds of muscle so he is really good on him seven months yeah so he really fucking went out for this role which is great because he's so good yeah i think he's probably the best part of this movie yeah well he, he carries a lot of the yeah. movie and i think i mean he is the main character he's like the uh, title well, character he so. literally <laughs> is yeah exactly <laughs> i feel weird saying punisher is one of my favorite marvel characters just because like i feel like if you say i love the punisher do you have to address the police controversy thing do you know about any i don't think that? i don't think most people know about that yeah i think that's kind of a small thing i just it's just a weird my favorite characters i've always felt like it's like spider-man venom and punisher up there and then maybe i'd chuck in like ghost rider and i just because i just love punisher how brutal he is and how 
damaged he is, I think, but not in like a weird emo joker not, way. Yeah, just I was in, to say not in the weird Jerry Leto no, way. In like a really fuck in like, like an actually like realistic way. Like this man has seen shit, his life is really fucked up, and he just does things. Like he doesn't give a fuck. He has no rules. He will kill people if he thinks they're bad. But the police probably should not idolize a man who... Because the whole thing about him is... Is that the justice system failed. Exactly. <laughs> so he has to do he it. He has to clean up crime because the juries are being paid off and and judges are corrupt and lawyers aren't doing their job. And so these people get away with what they've done. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't... If your job is law enforcement, you shouldn't be supporting a man who, one... <laughs> Shoots first and asks questions later. Second, he cleans things up because the law enforcement in America to? isn't working. <laughs> and there is a lot of stuff in Punisher comics about how, oh, all the cops don't want Punisher arrested because he does the job for him. And that's okay in the comics, but when that's reflected in real life, and when cops have the Punisher logo on their yeah, police cars... I feel like no police car should have, like, a skull on them in general. No. Because that doesn't send a good message You're at all. You're not supposed to be endorsing <laughs> That's violence. That's not your job. <laughs> You're supposed to be keeping the peace. We're probably not the people to be talking about this, but I, I think it's fair to have an opinion. Yeah, I don't think it matters if we're the right people to be, like, talking about this. It should it's be still addressed. common sense yeah. that no police should have a skull on their car. Especially when that skull is related to a character. That is all about murder. Yeah. Like, brutal murder. It's like, yeah, I know, right? Like, it's like fucking, like, forensic scientists having Dexter on their car. It's like, oh, man, I love that this guy is cleaning up the streets. Like, it's it's not what it's for. Yeah, like, the police have the skull on their car, and then you just think about the scene in this movie where he, he gives the, he gives John Travolta's son the bomb, and he's like, outstretch your arm. Yeah, it's a good workout. It's like, and he's just torturing people, and it's it's not right. Yeah, <laughs> it's when fucking how John Travolta dies is he tied to the back of a car and then lit on fire and then blown up. That's so cool. <laughs> it is really cool, but like, in the skull out of flames is dumb, but I love it. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Anyway, that's that's just that's our two cents on that. If you're a cop, don't, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Simple Heavily as that. Heavily consider not doing that, please. <laughs> just, just don't. Just don't do it. We're telling you, as people who love this character, don't fucking do it, ever. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> Get some help. <laughs> another thing, another problem I have with the Punisher origin is he is really killed. Like, they oh, shoot yeah, him point I to blank talk about that. in the heart on vacation where he would not be wearing a bulletproof vest, and they don't say he is. They fucking explode him. Yeah, so, in this movie... Frank Castle is, first, I think he's shot, like, two or three times yeah. from far away. And we should say the reason, okay, the reason in the comics that he and his family are executed, they're executed, one, in Central Park, not in Puerto Rico, because they witnessed a gang murder, and they're like, we can't let that slide. But in this, it's because Punisher, he works with the FBI, and he killed, or he got one of Howard Saint's sons killed, and so then they go to Puerto Rico because they hear that he's retired from the FBI or whatever, and he's he's going to be there on a family gathering. And so they're like, we're going to take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> from pretty far away, he gets shot like two or three times. Then at almost point blank range, he gets shot in one of his legs mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. pretty sure one of his arms. So that's already like 
five shots. Yep, yep. And honestly, if it was just those, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. But then there's even more. Mm -hmm. Uh, They take him to, like, the edge of, like, the pier or whatever. Yeah. Shoot him literally point blank in the chest. So that's six shots. Yep, yep. Then they cover the pier in gas and light it on fire and it explodes. Mm Mm-hmm. He doesn't die from this. Nope. Even though he was floating in the ocean and he was eventually found, Mm -hmm. if he didn't die immediately, he would have bled out in the ocean because he got (laughs) blown up and shot seven times. (laughs) I think just being shot point blank in the heart would have been enough to say, yeah, he's dead. Like, even that, that's when I was like, no, he's dead. The explosion, he gets blown back. That's fine. But they shot him in the heart. They literally shot him. Or in the chest. I guess they shot him in the fucking it doesn't matter plate. getting shot anywhere in the if it didn't hit your heart then it hit a lung like yeah, you're right there <laughs> there's no way you're surviving that especially after getting shot five more times but for any punisher has superpowers right no <laughs> no he's just a guy he's literally just a really angry guy it's almost like they didn't know that for that scene but it's so almost weird. like they needed him to survive because plot armor. And he can take a lot of beating, obviously. But, but not, not being six sh- bullets. No, not in the chest. At the end of the movie, why did he even need a bulletproof vest then? No, I, like, get, I guess he's just, Like, he could take a shotgun blast to the face and live at this point. He's so ripped that <laughs> he can fucking take it, I guess. They just absorb into his muscles. <laughs> so I think the next action scene was the car thing. Okay. Harry Heck, which I guess that's that character's name. I don't, can't remember if he's in the comics. He probably is. He probably is. I mean, with a name like that, probably. Uh, he just walks into the diner where fucking Joan, Bumpo, and Dave and Frank all are. And he takes out his guitar. I do like when he's opened up the guitar case and Frank Castle's like, this he's gonna, like be, a, this gonna gun, be a shotgun like, in there. Yeah. yeah, he just takes out a guitar and he plays a song about, well, I'll play some of the song. And anytime all things shall pass away It's a good song. I liked that, and he's like, mm, it's gonna be your fucking funeral. And then he leaves, and Frank Castle, he's like, Yep, same shit as always. <laughs> he gets back on the road, and then, oh my god, Harry Heck shows up in his car, and there's like a car chase. Or it's it's barely a chase, it's more just he gets fucking rammed. Yeah. The car that's that's over. that's a oh my god, that's a great fucking car flip. That's like if it's the one I'm thinking of. I, I don't know if I'm thinking of that one or if I'm thinking of the one that Frank Castle's wife is in, but there's a great one in this where I, I was like, that's so impressive. pretty good. Yeah, well, yeah, there's great stunts in this movie. So there's that fight scene where he has the, the knife thing that he shoots into his neck. That's yeah, so he's cool. Like, You're such a fucking idiot for bringing a knife to, to a, a gunfight. Gun and then he shoots him in the neck with a knife. Awesome. That scene is like always stuck out to me. Like when I thought back on this movie, I always was like, that guy with a guitar just come in and then they fought afterwards. Yeah. Like, yep, that and happened. They didn't even fight. Like, not really, not really. It was over like before it even started. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Again, action. Really good in this. I'd love to know who that second unit director is. <laughs> For the uninformed, second unit directors do, like, action sequences and other stuff. They're, like, specialists almost, because, you know, a director can direct actors, but sometimes you need, because you need choreographers, but you need somebody in charge of the choreographers, so, yeah, you know, whoever that was, they did a great job. And all the stunt people, because people get fucked up in yeah, this. Yeah, there's, 
I mean, with how brutal this movie is, there's like a f- you need some pretty good stunt. There's actors. a fire stunt at some point. Oh, you know a little bit I really liked. Another way Punisher fucks over Howard Saint's family is when he just goes to that bank where they're doing the money laundering and he oh, throws yeah. all their fucking dollar bills out the window and like. There's, like, car crashes and shit on the street because everybody in Florida is just going after that money. Because it's Florida. <laughs> well, I think anybody would. I, I, I know, but, money like, raining from the sky. I'm I feel like... That. You think Frank what, Castle is Florida, man? Knowing what Florida is like now, this <laughs> this movie probably wouldn't seem too out of place. Like, you know what's happening? Like, that's just how Florida is. Can somebody take this poster and then say the Punisher says Florida, man? <laughs> please, <laughs> please do that for us. Put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a t-shirt. Ah, we're here again. Put the fucking skull on a t-shirt. Give it to your dad. Find <laughs> it in the ocean. Wear it again. I hope the next action sequence is what I think it is, because that's my favorite scene in the I whole movie. It's the Russian. Okay. So, once they learn Frank Castle's a real fucking problem, they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Send in the Russian. And you're like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And of course, wrestler Kevin Nash, <laughs> WWE superstar Kevin Nash shows up. In, like, a fucking just striped red and white t-shirt with a... He looks like Ivan Drago. Like, he looks <laughs> like Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. Like, think of the most, like, generic, big Russian possible. That's what he looks like is it, in this. Is it Guile in Street Fighter as, like, the blonde Yeah, hair? like... Kind of looks like that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of looks like it, that. Just, it's Popeye, basically. <laughs> and it's... Kind of. It's, it's like Popeye with Guile's hair. It really is. And it's so good. It's my favorite scene. It's the, standout, the standout sequence in this movie. And that is from this comic. There's a lot of great things that were in this scene. But like when Frank's in the bathroom. With the baseball. And he gets the grenade and he chucks it. And the fucking Russian just hits it back into the bathroom <laughs> with a pipe like a baseball. And then he hides in the bathtub. <laughs> It's like it reminded me of Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones exactly, I was nuke. gonna say. God damn it! But it makes a lot more sense because it's just a grenade yeah, in a bathtub. A, like not it's not a, a fucking nuclear bomb. <sighs> okay, look, guys. The problem isn't that. Oh, the fridge was lead lined, so it could it could hold off the, the problem atomic is it's explosion. A nuke. <laughs> but that's the problem is that he's in that refrigerator that's been chucked a hundred miles and hit the ground like a thousand times. So. Even if that fridge, he got in that fridge and he didn't get fucking exploded or he didn't get irradiated, he can't survive being fucking thrown in a metal box a hundred times. That scene with the Russian is fucking great. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. Oh, you can, because I've watched it many times. They're Don't just, they're beating the shit mm-hmm. out of each other. He, like, throws a toilet at him. He throws a thing of fucking boiling water in his face. They, that's how he wins. Like, that's, like, well, the then he throws he him down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. It's, I can't even communicate how brutal it is, but maybe I can give you a little feel of how violent it is because I'm going to beat the shit out of Franny. No, because... <laughs> guess, Look for it on the YouTube channel. <laughs> guess what fucking what happened on set? You know the part where Punisher stabs him, like, real hard? He really stabbed him. What? Yep. I don't know how it happened. Why? But he's st- not on purpose. Oh. But he fucking put that knife right into him. And they just went Why with it. Why did they use a real knife? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was one of those fucking Tom Cruise moments where they're like, yeah, use a real knife. I don't care if it's like right oh, up to my eye. Oh, it's right to the eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Use a real Dude, knife. Dude, Scott's got to push on that with all his weight. I could have gone so... People, oh my god. I would never let that happen on set. No. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, now that couldn't happen. Like, literally all they used was, like, a metal wire or something? Yeah, bungee cords, I think, yeah, or like, something. Yeah, like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> Didn't uh, he do a plane stunt where he was actually hanging off the side of a plane? Yeah, Mission Impossible 5. That man's gonna get... And in Mission Impossible 4, he was on the side of the tallest building in the world. Yeah, he's gonna die one he's day. He's gonna die, yeah, yeah. They're gonna keep it in the movie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
Or maybe he'll just live forever because he's an alien. Maybe. Speaking of aliens, John Travolta. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that yet because I want to keep talking about The Russian because it's awesome. But is there anything to do? It's just so good. And before I forget, because he stabs The Russian in real life and then The Russian stabs him, which I don't, that probably wasn't for real. Probably but, not. <laughs> but even though I think Tom Jane could probably take it and wouldn't break it. And the reason I say that is because after that, you know the scene where Rebecca Romaine's stitching up his arm? She accidentally went into his real skin and put a few stitches in it, and they just kept going. <laughs> so I think that part when he I mean, screams, he <laughs> when he screams in pain, I think that's real. <laughs> so hmm. adds to the intensity when real shit is happening, and you're yeah. actually watching a man be fucking stabbed. Maybe that's <laughs> why it feels so violent. Yeah, maybe that's what makes it feel so brutal is because some of the shit in the movie actually happened. Yeah, it did. Ugh, so that blood was real. <laughs> and I hate, I hate when actors are put in danger that's like like i love the exorcist i love the shining but fucking william friedkin and stanley kubrick they were terrible to the people who made those movies they were absolutely awful to them stanley kubrick should have been arrested for what he did to shelly duvall what do you do he uh, i don't so he would make her do scenes like 230 times because like just to fuck her up because have you seen the shining once or twice okay well you know how obviously Jack's wife, she's like going crazy the yeah. only because he's going crazy and she's getting fucked up. Stanley Kubrick was like, what if I got the actress to the point where she just was fucked up because terrible things were happening? Why and would you do that? So <laughs> by the time that that movie was finishing, she was crying like eight hours a day. She was losing hair from stress. What the fuck? Why it, wouldn't you just quit? It was awful. And there's like doc- a documentary where it's Stanley Kubrick, like, while the movie was being shot and Stanley it's just this one thing that sticks out to me where she like takes some of her hair out and she's like look at this and he just takes it and holds it up to the camera and is like yeah look what we're doing on the set we're metal Stanley Kubrick was a bad was a bad bloke yeah, he, definitely he made some he made some alright movies but I'm sure my fucking he probably did some pretty illegal stuff <laughs> yeah well that's just awful even if it's not and there's lots of on The Exorcist, there was lots of, like, safety stuff, like, you know how she's, like, in bed rocking back and uh. forth? Like, that harness was really painful. It's, like, digging into her, and they didn't stuff. Uh. Really, uh... And that's a child. Like, yeah. there was really, really loose shit back then. Now everything is so... Like, if that happened to... I think they say on Red Letter Media, like, if that happened to Scarlett Johansson when she's losing hair, that's fucking... That director's being fired. <laughs> like, that's not gonna happen Yeah, that, that guy's not getting a job ever again. <laughs> Which is... That's for the best, obviously. Like... I'm glad things are safer now. But this movie, it doesn't feel as exploitative to me because it's accidents. And yeah, like, it, they weren't doing it like, yeah, let's use a real knife just so it looks worse. Like, no. It wasn't supposed to go it, into him. But no, exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's it's lucky that those things happen when they did because it ups the brutality. It makes it feel more intimate and real in that way, and that's kind of what you want in this kind of movie. Yeah, it's good that, like in the scenes that are, like, supposed to be really intense, mm-hmm. the most intense shit happens, exactly. like, actually on set. That's probably, like, why the accidents happen. Uh, you're, str- you're, it's you're kind of, like, a stressful thing yeah. to be, like, pretend getting your ass beat. Well, you're filming so, heavy shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, a lot of it's stunt people, but I don't know if it really was for this, because, I mean, you know, like I said, seven months with Navy SEALs, like, he's probably, he's probably, probably did a lot of that himself, himself. Yeah. Which, also, you know, you want that as much as you can, which, say about what you will about Tom Cruise, he's might be crazy, he's probably an alien, and he's definitely a Scientologist and might have a wives list, but that's his own business. No, but, uh, um, <laughs> he does all his own stunts, and that's very impressive, especially because he's getting up there in age and he's still doing it. That's very cool 
you always want that as much as you can get it, but don't put your actors in danger intentionally, which I'm glad they didn't do in this movie. It just happened to be like that, and you know, those guys, they're huge. They took it like yeah, chance. I, I think especially in this movie, there was bound to be a couple accidents when there's like so much shit that could have gone wrong. It's a risk you always gotta take, especially with intense movies like this. So. Is it time that we, we delve into, because there's still lots of stuff I want to talk about, but should we delve into uh, some listener thoughts and questions? Sure. I we're, actually we're like almost an hour in, so that seems like a. That's, that's about like time. A, yeah, right time. I enjoy doing this. Get other people's opinions. Actually, I actually delved into to Reddit this week to see what people did. And by this week, I mean like literally yesterday. <laughs> no, I mean like an hour before you came. So I barely have anything on there. But I think we should definitely get some some reddit i'll opinions. do it earlier next time yeah definitely you, you these are some good names too user careless crispers uh, <laughs> he asks us if we think the movie soundtrack still holds up which this was composed i don't know if he's talking about soundtrack or he's talking about score because soundtrack is like the diegetic movie where it's like oh it's nickelback which i think there is a nickelback song in this that yeah, I think she's listening to don't worry cuz it's not broken just swollen. It's so weird that we can't escape. It's a 2000s action movie, so there's butt rock everywhere. We can't <laughs> escape it. This was composed by Carlo, probably gonna fuck this up, Carlo Cilioto. I don't think he's done too much stuff. I think he mostly does Spanish movies, but since there's a lot of Spanish stuff in this, he composed it. I think that stuff is really good. I yeah. think there's some really great score in this movie that's underappreciated. Like I could see myself because I do enjoy listening to scores when I when I do various stuff. Not if I'm just like doing chores or whatever, but just I like doing general. homework and stuff. I enjoy listening to that, and I might add this. I might put this on because it's it's good atmosphere. Yeah, there's a couple pretty good songs. There. Absolutely, yeah. And he also asked if we thought. I guess he wanted to know who should have been the main villain instead of Howard Saint. Like if we could have put a comic villain in here would we do because there's jigsaw he's probably the most well-known punisher villain he's got a real fucked up he's another mob boss but he's got a super fucked up face he's actually the villain in Warzone. that's some good makeup in that movie he looks great i don't know if i mind it just being some guy because a lot of the time it is some guy yeah i i think especially for this movie i think it works because of it being like yeah he killed his entire family so like it makes sense that the entire movie is just centered around getting this one guy i think that's kind of what the 80s Punisher was too. Like yeah. he's after that mob boss, and I don't mind that as a thing. I think that's I mean totally I don't. Funny. I think the Punisher is a character that doesn't really need to have like iconic villains or anything. No, he's just going after crime in general. It's not. Yeah. So it could literally be like the smallest or biggest person. He will kill them. <laughs> exactly. It's not. It doesn't have to be fucked because there's like Punisher kills the Marvel universe. Like it's okay when Deadpool does it. I don't think you need Punisher to yeah, do that. Yeah, because like I then, like him just going up against thugs and and yeah. Gangsters. Then it's, it's kind of weird when the Punisher's, like, killing superheroes, because that doesn't really make any sense. He would definitely get killed by them because he has no powers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, exactly. Like, no it's, bulletproof vest is gonna stop he's fucking not gonna Iron be Man fighting, or the Hulk. He's not gonna be fighting fucking Galactus, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's... Like, Punisher can't stop Thanos on his own. <laughs> no, he needs to be up against normal guys, and he is, and I... He has his limits. <laughs> I think this is a good segue to talk about John Travolta. I, again, you know, he's a varied actor. <laughs> You know the problem with Hollywood is, they make shit. Usually, puts in some pretty, pretty shit performances. Pretty usually miss. I enjoy I hits. enjoy Danny Zuko <laughs> and I I love Vincent Vega, but anything else is pretty bad usually. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> Battlefield Earth or whatever, like Swordfish, not great. I don't know. I think this one was. I think he did he pretty works good in this. In this. Yeah, yeah, he's totally fine in this. This definitely isn't one of his 
<laughs> bad performances. No, and I'm sure he has some other good performances, like Face Off. I enjoy, even though it's fucking ridiculous. But <laughs> that fucking movie. I, I like that movie a lot. I don't know. Um, Why don't you come with us? Try terrorism for hire. We'll blow some shit up. It's more fun. Shut the fuck up. You watch your fucking mouth. I think he he works. I like the scene where he confronts his best friend, and he's it's very zany how he's doing the like the inventor of the Bowie knife. He kicked all the furniture out of the room or whatever. You, you have too much furniture. Too much furniture. I love the. I actually do love the line when he's with the the rival guys or who he does money laundering with and they're like talking about cuban cigars or whatever and then he's like just not remember cuban. <laughs> yeah well not even that he's just I like know. if you don't like it just remember one thing i've got more guns than you do it's really his cool best friends like we don't respect we, we don't have more guns we don't have more guns <laughs> we're really gonna get fucked here and then they do get fucked big time by the punisher not literally I, I, no literally well i'm sure there is what would the punisher porn parody name be the punisher <laughs> just fuck okay the fucking scene where the best friend gets killed is so ridiculous especially when he gets stabbed he's like why are you killing me why are you killing me why are you killing me yeah <laughs> you're killing me and we talked about a little bit about john travolta's death earlier we'll talk about that whole action sequence yeah. later but that's so good <laughs> he gets chained to the back of the car and i just love that punisher speech made you kill your best friend made you kill your wife and now I've killed you. Like, oh, yeah, when he fucking tosses the pictures down, he's like, he was gay. Yeah, he was gay. Your wife was at the movies. Fuck you. He tosses down the earring because he had it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How'd he get it? I don't know. <laughs> Fantastic. He fucking threw his wife in front of a train. Yeah, that, that's that pretty shit great. Was, I thought she died from the fall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think she, if they just left her there, she probably would have. Oh, uh, when fucking, when his kid is like, where's, what was his best friend's name? I don't remember. But, like, where is he? Like, he makes oh. puns about them, like, getting killed. Like, yeah, I love oh, that. Oh, where's mom? Oh, she took the train. Ah, yeah, I know, right? That's, that's great. It. That's great. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's really good. And I love the... Because the guy that Punisher tortures at the start, then he goes on to be like, oh, I fucking hate the Saints. I'll work for you, I guess. I'll work on the inside. I love that. I think that's kind of fun. Cause yeah, like, it's really small, but I think it's Sometimes so... he'll, he'll can team up with a criminal. That's fine. I think that guy is really entertaining. I can't remember who he is. I know he is somebody, but... I... Okay, he's in, like, Oceans. He's in the Oceans movies. Like, Oceans 11 stuff. I think that's where I recognized him from. So that guy's name is Eddie Jemison. I think he's pretty good in this. I like the scene where he's with Howard Saint and he's ta he's like, oh, you know, uh, I think they're at the hotel together. I'll get you the phone bill. Like, yeah. it's a good scene. Again, my favorite subplot in this whole movie is that. That's really <laughs> great. Even though it's only in, like, three scenes, it's still really good. Yeah, because most movies wouldn't have that. Like, yeah. most movies would be like, They oh, would do it, like, off screen or something. Well, I think most movies would just be like, yeah, he's killing all his guys, but no, I love that it's killing all his guys. Also, I'm gonna like psychologically fuck yeah. you over because i fucking hate he like you. fucks him over in every way possible and then kills him it's very satisfying because <laughs> they really fucking murdered his family really good again on reddit user panther1994 he talks about how comparing this film to the netflix series is like comparing punisher's first appearance in the comics to garth ennis's run in the comics i think just because they're very different but we're not really comparing the netflix punisher with the marvel punisher although i think that is a fair thing to do um i mean it's just not our wheelhouse going just by this the only thing we have to compare it to is dolph lundgren, is dolph lundgren. so yeah not a great comparison and he also asks us or he says that he really likes the movie but he likes the he likes burnthal more or whatever and he asks if we think it's better than warzone which you probably haven't seen nope yeah i really like warzone but i think it's way more comic booky than this movie it's like literally reading a, 
like an issue of Punisher Max. Like it is fuck. It's one of the most comic booky things I've ever read. But I think it gets kind of stereotypically racist in the end. Oh, so I'm gonna say this one's yeah. I, just I, for that. I have a feeling that. But I do I'm like that like film. this one more than Warzone. Yeah, well, you never know. You never know. Cause that movie starts where he infiltrates a mob meeting and kicks, like, a chair through an old lady's face or whatever. Yeah, but, like, this is a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, it is really good. And it's, like, actually really yeah. good, like, as a film. Uh, it's good as a superhero movie and just a movie in general. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. Because this is... you can. It's just an action movie. Like, you can just watch it as an action movie. That's fine. It doesn't yeah, have to be related to the comics. You don't have to, to know comics. anything about the character to, like, enjoy the movie. No. And I think the best movies, the best superhero movies, you don't have to be obsessed with the comics to read. When it's, like, the problem with a lot of, like, DCEU stuff is, like... You have to know the characters already. Yeah, well, it's, like, if you watch the movie well, and... I guess you don't really have to know the characters because they fucking ruin them anyway, so... Well, I, I think it's more, like, in a DCEU movie... You have to, if things don't make sense, which a lot of the time things don't make sense, it's like, oh, well, you know, you would know that if you read the comic. It's like, you should just be able to Understand watch the movie and, yeah. and have a good time with it. Reading the comic can add something. It's like it's like watching a movie based on a book, and then they're like, oh, I don't get that. And someone who's read the book is like, well, if you read the book, you would understand. You but, shouldn't have to read the book to get the movie. Yeah, you shouldn't have to have extra information just to understand what's in your movie. Have everything that's, like, important in your movie. Exactly. The movie should stand on its own, and then reading the comic should add to something. It shouldn't be the movie's lacking something that you can only get and doing another thing it for it. It should be more like a comparison instead of doing, like, research. Ex- yeah, I know. Yeah, ridiculous. Some movies There are ways you could do it well. <laughs> but it's, it's doable. This movie definitely shows that diving into our our trusted listeners uh phil better says that he originally loved this movie thought thomas jane was a great frank castle but then he rewatched it and he got sick because of john travolta's acting which brutal i don't think he's so bad i don't think he's that bad but like i could i I guess i could see why i think some people can't really separate art from the artist and people just have that those thoughts about john travolta being a weird scientologist yeah they they can't see him as as just a a character an actor i've can usually like I can still watch a Kevin Spacey movie and be like, yeah, that guy is fucked up, but it's still a good film. Yeah, I'll watch The Ref every Christmas. You can't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he talks about how he prefers Burnenthal. And I feel like a lot of people do. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. I think he's good. I don't think his show is great, and I don't think I like him as much as Tom Jane or Ray Stevenson Punisher Warzone. And maybe that's just because he doesn't look as good as the Punisher. I don't know. And Paul, our best friend, says that he doesn't remember anything about this movie, but he remembers that he fights Puri Puri Prisoner in it. I don't know who that is, but he has <laughs> detailed a photo. <laughs> so oh my fucking that god, that's me... a character from One Punch Man. There you go. <laughs> oh, I like One Punch Man. I haven't finished yeah, it, though. It's good. I don't remember that. That Then I guess let's just talk about that final action sequence, because then we do have something else to talk about. Yeah, we um... do. It, it was short. It's it's a short thing, but Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, because you guys wanted it, and we'll... we'll credit who did want it afterwards we'll talk about that but yeah that last action scene he's just blowing people up and shooting everybody he's got a bow and arrow it's 
It's awesome. Yeah, he he shoots people through the neck. Like yep. the the arrow goes in one side and comes out the other, they, which is great. It's great. It's I'm so pretty violent. Sure the first one he kills goes through the chest and out the back. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so that's yeah, pretty. It's, that's pretty fucking cool. It's hardcore penetration. Yes. <laughs> he starts tying like uh like string to all the doors so that when they yeah, open, there's bombs explode, that go yeah. off. And he does that to champagne because somebody's like, oh, we need we need champagne up here. And he's like, right away. Oh yeah, he puts a fucking mine like in the champagne. Campaign, and like, ties the, the trigger to the fucking yeah so I just great like, oh shit and then it blows up. <laughs> oh and i i love uh when he's talking to john travolta and he's like you uh made you kill your wife and made you kill your best friend and then you hear the son that he's given the grenade to explode oh yeah he's like you killed my son and he's like i killed them both <laughs> yeah <laughs> both of them yeah it's so it's so good it's so great and then he makes a skull out of flaming cars which is dumb but i like it <laughs> yeah so he shoots john travolta and he's on the ground, and then I thought he died, and then he tied him to the car. I guess he was still alive. Yep. So he gets tied to the he's back of the car. He's alive for such a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's weird. He, he catches gets... on fire, and he's still alive. I love it. He gets tied to the back of a car, and so the Punisher makes the car start to drive, and I guess he put a bunch of bombs on all the cars in like this parking lot, and he just starts blowing them up, and it starts a fire. And it explodes in the shape of a skull. Yeah, so John Travolta gets shot, and then lit on fire, and then he's still alive while on fire. Then the car he's attached to gets blown up, and I think he's still alive. He's still alive. He's still moving. He's on fire. That's a fire stunt, too, because there's, like, a guy in a burn suit for a lot of it. That's obviously not John Travolta, but... That was pretty much the best way the movie could have ended, I think. So good. And then he he sets up... uh, all his neighbors for life, which is good. He's like, I'm leaving, but here's all the money. Yeah, it's like all the money. At first, cool. I thought it was all the money he took earlier because he had like that suitcase full of money and mm. then he threw the rest out. But it's like a lot more than Yeah. That. He also almost kills himself. Yeah, he does. And that was weird, intense. His weird <laughs> visions of his family. He's like, no. Which that's something I would expect in like Dolph Lundgren Punisher. I'm sure he tried to kill himself at some point in that Probably. movie. We're kind of r- far removed from that at this point. It's a long time ago. Yeah, it, it was a while ago. We've been ago. doing the show a long time. <laughs> I think we've I think I've said everything that I had to say. It's been we've talked about this for an hour. Yeah, yeah. We haven't I always, gone too far off track I this time. I always so. feel like I oh, I do want to give a shout out to the game that I've never gotten to play, the Punisher video game that looks so cool. I've always wanted to play it. The one on like PS two. It's related to this movie. Thomas Jane voices the Punisher in it it looks so great it's just like execution like have you seen it no you it, you get to do like cool executions like he'll like throw a guy out a window or smash a guy's head in a window frame or put him through a buzzsaw and shit like it's it's so vi- it got in trouble for being too violent <laughs> of course it did but i'm surprised there hasn't been any like more recent punisher games Man, there should like, be there yeah should be. The Batman like combat system that every action game uses would be a pretty decent fit for him. But would it? Because he's not really about hand to hand most of the time. Like he'll do it. So I guess we'll talk about the thing then. So yes, Thomas Jane did voice the Punisher in that video game, but that's his second of three times doing it because he was also in the short film Punisher Dirty Laundry in 2012, which was premiered at San Diego Comic Con that year. So in July, and it's just it's a 10 minute short film. It's on YouTube. I'll leave the link below. I obviously will be spoiling it. It's mixed. I don't know if I think it's great. I I'm just very happy it exists. Yeah, I'm happy it exists, and I did enjoy it. Other than all the CG blood, which it's still under, it, like it's understandable why they had to do it. I it's think I film, have so. more problems with it than that. But first, I just want to say this was directed by by Phil Jonu. Probably messed that oh, one up because yeah, I always probably. do. But uh, 
he, if you had to guess what other stuff he directed, what would you guess? Because it's not movies. Well, yeah, it's obviously. Is it more short films? No, it's U two music videos. He directed a bunch oh, of ones for U two. This was written by Chad St. John. What a fucking name. He's actually been in Hollywood lately, and he has written films of shit quality. He has written <laughs> uh, London Has Fallen, the sequel to Olympus Has Fallen. Uh-huh. Not very good. Peppermint, which is that movie with Jennifer Garner, who we talked about a few episodes ago. Listen to our Daredevil episode. And a movie that I'm very interested to see. They have it at the library, which is the only reason I would ever watch it. Are you familiar with Replicas with Keanu Reeves? No. It came out in January. Apparently it's awful. Then I guess that's pretty much it for behind the scenes because there's not much on this movie. Yeah, it's not. I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about. It's pretty short. And, and it not was too much happens in it. It was it was Phil Better and Aaron Lewis who said that we should have a segment about dirty laundry. So I, I think that's a great idea. So thanks, guys, because <laughs> I I do want to just talk about it just for for a minute or, or two. At least acknowledge it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so the big thing about this is it's eight years later, and they got Thomas Jane back for the Punisher, and they got Ron Perlman somehow. Don't yeah. know where the connection. Somebody owed somebody a favor, clearly. Definitely, but supposedly Ron Perlman's a big Daredevil or not Daredevil, big Punisher, Punisher fan. fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah, well, there that's that's fun then that he's in this. He's just like a shopkeeper, yeah. and he's like, oh, you know, Frank. Once I was in your position, because basic plot is there's this gang. Frank's ha- hanging out in his. I guess he has a battle van now, which I kind of really enjoy that he has, just because it's clearly like some mom's van that he has yeah because it like has some like, like run down like faded it's, van it's got a sticker on it that says like my son is an honor honor student or whatever that's a fun little detail <laughs> one thing uh, i don't remember where i saw this pointed out but this is not a connection i made i wish it was there's a line in the punisher movie when he's like i used to get upset the Yankees won the series. In this short film, he wears like a Yankees cap. So oh I guess he's changed alliances. <laughs> he's hanging out in a bad neighborhood and he's got to do his laundry. But on the way to do the laundry, this gang starts beating up this kid. And basically he is like, should I, should I do anything about this? Should I, should I punish him? Nah. Nah. He, they really, he just lets him fuck him up for a very long time. Yeah, it's too long. Weird. Yeah, kind of wasn't thrilled about that choice. But then eventually he comes in, saves the day, and that's about it. It's just clearly very digital, mm-hmm. and it's okay because it's a fan film. But it's it's got like a fake sheet of grain over it. All the blood was like it's awful, super extreme. Like CG blood is my least favorite. CG it was like thing. gallons and gallons of blood like shooting out from like minor wounds. But like, it's not real, obviously. Yeah. So like like if it was like Kill Bill bloody, but it like was real? Like, yeah. Then it would have been a lot better. Because <laughs> there's no CG blood in the movie, and that makes it feel really real, because that's, like, a thing that has to be there, and I think it's, it's just super lazy when it isn't. And I think you can do that in a short film. You can have real blood. Like, it's yeah, that's not cheaper, impossible. <laughs> yeah, but I guess for this kind of thing, it's, like, whatever. And I think whenever he gives a guy a compound fractures or whatever, it looks really awful, too. Yeah. Just bones sticking out. But then it looks good afterwards. It's just when it happens, it's bad. So effects are terrible but you can forgive that i guess it's just the whole thing feels really artificial because it's clearly made in like iMovie and it's made with this weird sepia tone digital filter over it 
I don't love that. And also, it has a different skull on the shirt. Yeah. It's not the yes. one from the movie. So I guess he's been Punisher a while. That's fine, I guess. Things change. He lost the shirt his son gave him, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and then anyway, he saves this kid. He gives him his shirt. And the kid's like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh, you're the Punisher. And that's it. Thomas Jane is good in it. Ron Perlman's good in it because they're veteran actors. Yeah, because they're actual and they're, actors. They're really great. But other than that, not much to say. I I think I, it's fine for what it is. I I'm glad it exists. Mm-hmm. Also, if that score sounds out of place and familiar, it's from The Dark Knight. They just took the music from The Dark Knight and put it over. That's it. not legal. <laughs> no, no. But they showed it at Comic Con where Warner Brothers would be. So I guess they were fine with it. Yeah. I don't I think they really made much money off this. I don't know I, if they made any. Yeah, I don't think there I, were I even ads think... on it. It's fun as a little fan thing. Good to see Tom Jane back. It's kind of a good hypothetical to talk about for other movies. Like, oh, you know, if that happened, you can get other actors back for stuff. Like, I know there's been pushes kind of recently for Michael Keaton to come back as like a Batman, Batman Beyond type thing. I would like that a lot. I think yeah, that's a great cool. idea. It's a good thing to exist. That's really the only thing I have to say about it is it exists. It's not great, but, you know, it's there. You can watch yeah. it. It's 10 minutes. won't take much of your time. If you don't like it, like, you're not wasting that much that much of your life on it. So, yeah, I, who like, cares? It's a really small thing. Yeah, but our fan base, of course, does. Yeah, of course. We're all dorks here. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, I guess that's it then, right? Yeah. So, overall, so. Punisher, pretty great. I thought Pretty it was great. I thought it was One awesome. of the better things we've watched. Definitely. It's really surprising. And I think if you... It's on Netflix right now. I've been worried every every day I check to be like, are they going to fucking take it off? I mean, I have to find <laughs> it. But no, it's it's on Netflix. So you can watch it there. It's great. It's only like two hours long. Um, okay. Awesome. Have a great Halloween, guys. I know Halloween has already passed, but hopefully... Uh, Enjoy uh, your candy if you got all any. your candy. <laughs> eat all your candy. Just steal candy from kids. If you're a parent... Steal your kids' candy, it's fine. <laughs> this is just a random aside, but that's not going to be in the show. Yeah, probably. I hope you guys enjoyed your Halloween, mm-hmm, yep. uh, whatever you did. If you have any rad Marvel costumes, send them this way. Yeah. Any costumes at send all, Send them actually. to the email. Oh my god, <laughs> this boy with his segues today. Yes, you can find us on Gmail at marvelmoviepod at gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram at MarvelMoviePod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. No, you can't. You can find me on Instagram at FlipDeg. You can find me on Twitter at FlipDeg, but the E and Egg is a three. Franny's family was taken from him in Puerto Rico, where he's from. Yep. He is of Spanish descent. And I am working on becoming a one-man army against crime. So. And he's trying to take down John Travolta. That's yep. the most important thing. Yep. Because Scientology. Death to John Travolta. Death to John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come out of the closet. Tom, oh my god. Put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a t-shirt. There <laughs> it is. Let's start the... Let's, bang, bang, bang. Let's start the hashtag death to John Travolta. <laughs> Alright, alright. It's gonna be in the fucking description. <laughs> Spider-Man 2 next week. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Right. Great movie. It's gonna be a long one. Bye. If you don't like it, just remember one thing. I've got more guns than you do.